Welcome to another episode of Raven Conversations. I'm Joe C. Mandel, the State Public Affairs Officer for the Washington National Guard. And today we have a, a pretty big setup here right beside me. I've got First Sergeant Nick Van Kirk with the 10th CST, your second time on the show. Yep. And across from us on the other table, we've got Chief Jack Androwski. Uh, Jack is with the Homeland Response Force. And then Major Josh Jorgensen, who M-Day officer, you're a school teacher up in Linden, Washington, and then you're in the I.O. Uh, you guys are obviously not dressed in your uniform. You're dressed in your, I'd say, second uniform as part of the Washington National Guard biathlon team. So uh, you're here to talk biathlon with us and uh, really kind of spread the good word of what you guys are doing. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us here. Yeah. Yeah, so so we'll quick go around the horn, Nick. I know you've introduced yourself before, but uh, for the folks uh, watching, uh, kind of quick background on yourself. So uh, first, our Nick Van Kirk with the 10 CST. Uh, I came into the guard in around 2005, three years on active duty, and I've been in ever since. Uh, had a lot of good opportunities to include this one, and I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, and Jack. Uh- uh, I joined the Guard in 2008, uh, was in three different Guard units uh, in three different states, and now I'm in the great Washington National Guard, love it, and uh, doing great things for the 10th Herf. Mm-hmm. Josh? So I've been in the Guard since uh, 2009, started off with three, 341st, and then uh, spent my first uh, six, eight years at the 81st Brigade, then went over to aviation, now I'm in the 56th Hog, so hit all the MSCs in the state. Yeah. So for the folks at home, I always ask the same question when I when I kind of kick these things off is how'd you learn about the guard? So I got very fortunate when I came off the 82nd. My battalion commander said I couldn't get out unless I considered the guard of the reserves. Uh, so I went home, did my research. Uh, I found 19th Group Special Forces. I said I wanted to be a support guy for them. Went there, uh, and kind of the rest is history. So I'm I'm very thankful to be in the guard. I mean, it, it set the trajectory for the rest of my career. I'll retire out next year, and I've had a lot of opportunities, so I'm very thankful to the Guard. Yeah. Jack? Uh, I was I had some graduate loans, and the Guard provided uh, tuition reimbursement, and the reserves didn't, so uh, that's how I found the Guard. <laughs> it's all about the education benefits, right? Josh? So uh, when I was doing ROTC, I, uh, Captain, then Captain uh, Brett Rubio, 341st, he was yeah. the Guard liaison at UW, and he was like, hey, did you know that you can have a civilian job because I, I do music as a profession so he's like yeah you can you can have a civilian career and still do the military it's like oh okay sign me up yeah yeah, those, those education benefits, that's that's what got me to join the Guard, too. Uh, so so why we're here, right? And uh, you guys are wearing your biathlon uh, jackets, which I, I feel kind of left out, but I, I like we all got the collars going on today. Um, so we're going to talk biathlon team. And, Jack, I think you probably are the subject matter expert for most of this, so we'll start with you and the questions. What is a biathlon team, and, and how long have we had one in Washington? That's a great question. So the biathlon team is about uh, 1990. One was the uh, first biathlon team for the state, and um, it's gone through an iteration. It's a joint endeavor, both Army and Air. Uh, for the lo- large percentage of it, it was only Air. Uh, since the 2000s, it's been mostly Army. There's some funding issues with that there and Army funding these events. Uh, basically, at, at the basis, is just your winter warrior, right? Uh, shoot, move, and communicate is what we know as an Army mantra. And uh, shoot straight, ski fast is what we do in biathlon. It's uh, not just a winter sport anymore, it's a summer sport. And um, we ski up in Stevens Pass uh, on the Methow Valley in Spokane. Uh, the team is made up of, uh, give or take, between seven and 15 people. And um, we have athletes from all the, from across the state, east and west, that yeah. represent the team. Yeah, so <clears throat> you mentioned kind of the, the summer winter breakdown. Uh, in, in the summer, obviously, you're not on winter skis, you're on roller skis, I would imagine. Um, 
And then there's also a shooting event. Kind of explain what that what a what a typical event looks like, Josh. Okay, so for for the winter event, like obviously it's just like in the Olympics, you have your skiing and you sw- uh, swim, ski some circles, and then you, uh, stop, take five shots at a target, and then you get to see uh, immediately if you hit the target, it turns white. So you're like, oh, cool. But if you miss, well, then you, you get to do penalty loops. So, you know, you could have been in first place, and now, well, you're in fourth or fifth. Uh, so you do that until the end of the race, and then in the end, uh, they count up. Did you win if you tied? How many misses did you did you have? Um, and it's pretty fun because like it gets harder uh, when you're down prone and you're shooting at a silver dollar. When you're standing and shooting offhand, it's about the size of a CD. So uh, you know it's hard to stop, shoot, and do that while you're controlling your breathing. And uh, but then as soon as you're done, you're off and skiing again uh, for summer series. Uh, they do it at the the King County. Uh, firing range up at the Cascade uh, Firing Club and uh, they do either running or mountain biking for the summer so you can you get to choose your race they, they do both races during one day mm-hmm. and it's pretty fun because it's either a 5k uh, no, 6k uh, run or a 10k bike mountain yeah. bike so let me, let me build up that yeah. one shot so r- right now of all the Olympic sports uh, biathlon is the only Olympic sport that an American athlete hasn't meddled in. Our closest was uh, specialist now Sergeant Deirdre Irwin of the Minnesota National Guard in the Olympics last year. She missed one shot at the end of her race. And if she had made the shot, she would have been gold. She missed a shot, she was uh, fourth place, which is the highest place ever in the Olympics. It's the only sport you know, that we haven't meddled in. So we have hopes for Sergeant uh, Irwin bringing home gold. Uh, but but the, the larger context is the National Guard owns the biathlon program, owns the Olympic. All the athletes that participate in the Olympic biathlon are Guard athletes. Uh, they're not, just not from um, Minnesota. They're from uh, they could be from any of the 54 states and territories. They come from cross country background, and that they develop them at the Vermont National Guard, who's the executive agent since 1970. Uh, prior to that, it was an active duty sport only. Yeah, why do you think a the guardsman is could be successful in a biathlon or a, a service member could be successful in a biathlon? You own that one. Yeah. <clears throat> so for me, uh, a fellow who had been in skis once before, Chief Androsky had asked me uh, to to participate because he knew I was an endurance sport guy and a guy with a generally positive attitude and gregarious in nature, I suppose. Um, so I just think, you know, to me, the mark of a good service member is being able to be put in a situation that they may be unfamiliar with, but having a positive attitude to, to be able to do that. And I mean, I think that is kind of a mark of, of guardsmen is to be able to do that. And, and I will say, like, I did not come out on top. Certainly not. But uh, you know what? I, why I didn't No, but I certainly wasn't last. It wasn't even the bottom uh, 10 last. Um, but I mean, I, I had a great time. Like everyone was very gracious with me. Everyone was a good teacher, and you know, it was within the spirit of the guard. I mean, every, everyone everyone was just just very very good. And 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 even though it was a competition, I didn't feel that it was like we were we were only in competition with ourselves. Yeah. And everyone was very encouraging. So. And let's talk about uh, that positive attitude uh, that the first arm brings to us. All right. So you you do four rotations: two standing, two uh, offhand, uh, or in the prone. And if you come in from a very long ski and you shoot, you miss all your targets, you're gonna have a long day in the penalty line. You, you just have to forget about it, right? It's just like meeting the enemy, all right? The enemy has a different position on you, you weren't anticipating that, and you just gotta drive on. So 
that's the kind of and you know positive spirit you got to have you come in you shoot you blank on all five don't worry you're going to have another shot at the enemy on the next rotation and you just gotta let it go behind you and we have a good guard community out there we have this the states all support each other when we have these competitions yeah so so you kind of mentioned you know these little successes right and i know you guys have been, had a team for quite a while what are some of those successes you guys have seen well i think you're looking at it right now we have some new uniforms uh green machine the weight colors for the seahawks uh when major jorgensen comes out of the white mountains of minnesota and, he, and everyone is blanketed in by their camouflage you can see major jorgensen coming onto the trail um, other than that uh we've got a, a a bigger team than we've ever had before uh and we're gonna have four females this year so uh if we are have a some of the the races have a format where you have to have a relay and you have to have four uh and unfortunately we haven't had that so we haven't had a chance to medal in those races and this year we're gonna have four females so we're going to be able to compete uh, with California, Utah, and Minnesota. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to the question of how somebody joins the team kind of closer to the end. But uh, let, let's talk some of the equipment, right? And, and Josh, we'll start down there with the, with the wheeled skis. Um, for anybody who's ever a winter sports enthusiast who loves skiing, uh, they, they know what those are, but kind of kind talk about some of the equipment. We'll start from there, and we'll kind of work our way around. Yeah, so what Jack has in his hand, it's a roller ski. Uh, what we use for summer training, obviously, there's no snow in the summer, so you have to do something to keep in tune with uh, how to keep those muscles going, because, like, you know, coming at this from being a triathlete before, you know, it's like, okay, I can swim, I can bike, I can run, and then transferring into cross-country skiing, is like, man, my legs hurt really mm -hmm. bad. Like, all the little muscles are way different because you're, you're using your foot to lift up and you know the front of your shin that you, you never use those small muscles and these really help us to train those little muscles and getting your ankle muscles really strong for stabilization uh, and so it's it's a great training tool that we use and you can talk to any biathlete they're like i hate roller skis it, it's because they're a good training tool anything that's really good for you is like you're just like oh this is awful oh, so you can't stop with them yeah, yeah. It, it, like it, if you're not gliding and you're not kicking it you're not moving and like it, it it's it's fun to get out there i my my son goes rollerblading next to me when i go out here and he gets his little pulls on he gets going too um but yeah it's, it's a, a great uh teaching tool for us and then once you jump back on the snow you're like wow this is so much easier because i spent all the spring and summer on these roller skis and now i can go yeah so isometrically if you if you're running you're running you know sideways whereas skiing you're, you're moving laterally we just don't stress those muscles out in the summer so this gives them an opportunity to stress those isometric muscles out yeah yeah so obviously ski poles um if, if you've ever spent a day on the on the slopes you you already have a, a basic standard set of poles that help you with balance i would assume that's probably very similar for you guys they're probably also in, in cross country we would use them to kind of help push too. absolutely and the, the one thing i want to mention is that this is all guard material so the guard is paid for this so we, you don't have to go out there and buy the, this equipment yes. yourself uh, and it could get pretty expensive between boots skis poles you're looking at 1500 hours per, per soldier yeah but the, the 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 prime thing is the biathlon rifle, which is an on shoots rifle, 22. This is for a left hand because I'm a left hand dominant, uh, and the guard paid for all of these. Uh, and we're we're actually in the middle of a weapons uh, rifle upgrade, so we're getting rid of our old our bolt action, and we're getting the new Fortner action. Uh, it's about 5,700 dollars. Um, and the guard provides all these rifles for us, uh, and we're trying to do a, a partnership now with the. Seattle and Tacoma Police Department, where we can go on their ranges 
because sometimes the army ranges are just doesn't afford us to go out on a drill weekend to, to shoot there yeah. to, to the regulations so so for somebody who uh you know, you go. We all go to the range every year, right? And there's guardsmen that they, they just struggle at that range. For somebody who's going to struggle at the range and they know it, compare that to uh, an M4. How would that shoot compared to an M4? A lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say because uh, there's a lot less recoil in it, um, the cheek-to-stock weld is consistent, and then pulling that back that bolt for every shot, I mean, that's something that can be done just right here. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of movement um, kind of as Major Jorgensen had pointed out like probably one of the difficult pieces about it is like you know you've been moving throughout this course on skis and then you stop it's freezing out mm -hmm. and then you, you know you have you know only so much time before that cold's going to set in and affect your shooting um, but I feel it's a lot easier and then also with like you know great instruction and, and also going through the motions too because one thing that is very important is like the motion from you know coming uh you know from the track and then mm -hmm. getting down into the prone or getting down or getting you know from the standing position like those are all very uh nuanced and and require some specialized movement but I, I would say i would say it's a lot it's a lot easier I would, yeah let's go on the instruction part so at, at, at when we race we do we do a four-day format so every day we're shooting every day we're racing um and right before we race we have to zero and there's a time limit for that and so we have to get our all our soldiers in on that uh, zeroed rifle, because the rifle will change depending on the temperature, humidity, and stuff like that. So uh, where you know you go to the range and you have 18 rounds to qualify or 18 rounds to zero, and then you got to be pushed over. That that you know there's a tremendous amount of uh, time before that to get that weapon zeroed, and then we have each other with long scopes uh, showing that soldier, hey, you're off to the left, you're off to the right, so we can make multiple corrections in a small amount of time. Whereas if a soldier went to the range and just had 18 rounds, you want that soldier to move on as fast as you can. And another yeah. thing to what Chief said is like, we, we have a little bit more time. I mean, when you're on a range over on Fort Lewis or Yakima, you know, you're beholden to a time crunch mm -hmm. uh, and the amount of ammo you have. Uh, but when we're out there, it's, it, it's, it, we have a little bit more time to spend. And so like yeah. there's a little bit more one-on-one -on -one that we can have because we're such a small team too right now. So I yeah. mean, that, that time hack and, and being able to like sit down and get that instruction is, is, is a little bit more than we would, you know, on a regular guard range. Yeah, and, and I think kind of mentioning that stuff is, is crucial, right? Because how many times do we see it, right, as leaders? And you're out on the range with somebody and you got that soldier that's like, I just can't hit the target. I just can't shoot. I just can't get it. And it's like, well, no, you can. You just let's get them. Let's get them focused. So I think having them understand like, hey, it's a much less recoil. It's a much easier shot. And they've got more time, more opportunities. Yeah. And having having a peer who's watching me shoot yeah. and being like, this is what you're doing. This is what I see what you're doing. Like is definitely beneficial. And you have the historical context about like coaching and going through like, hey, your shots are lining like this. And we just have like on the back of his board, it's, hey, you need to tighten your, your arm strap. You need to pull it in. Uh, let's try shooting left to right instead of right to left. Uh, and you're looking at your groupings. And the other thing is, it's not like a, a M4 where you're pulling it and it's like a 15 pound poultry. It's like four pounds. So like yeah. you, you sneeze on that thing and it's going. So, uh, but it's like, it, it's like you, you go through your zero cycle, you get 45 minutes to, for everyone on your team to go through. Most of the time you're just recalibrating, like making sure it's there. But then, you know, like if you if it's your first time doing like practice rounds and, you, and they're like, okay, metal targets are open. You're like, yeah, I hit one, sweet. Yeah, and it's like, even if it was like, yeah, you're doing it on the big target, that's for standing and you were in the prone. Hey, you hit a CD from 50 yards away with the 22 long. So 
after skiing a loop and your heart's going crazy. So, so, so the last piece of equipment is obviously the skis behind you, Nick. Uh, talk about that transition from being a, a runner. And we, we've talked about your physical accolades here. What's that transition like to go from, from running to skiing? So uh, for me, it was probably like like day one and probably day three and four and five. It was like a, a, you know, a newborn baby giraffe <laughs> that's trying to move forward. Um, but I mean, part of it's about being patient and that instruction. And then also... Um, so biathlon has traditionally been done like, like cross, cross country, mm-hmm. which is different than skate skiing, right? Cause skate skiing is much like what ice skating or, or yeah. roller skating. Um, so like, uh, I did that, did okay. But then with the traditional like cross country, like that's a lot more about like that, that just like explosive power. So I was able to do that as well. Of course, this year I want to come back and, and really get to the skate skiing. Cause the other thing too, is like, I think about being a member of a team and being a part of a team of guys who are who are very good is like, you know, being there last or last year and being able to do okay. But like this year, it's like I'm I'm back and like now I want to like now I want to be on you know I will never be on the level of these guys, but like to to, to raise the, the bar and raise that level of skill. Um, but I mean, it's definitely different. Um, I wasn't a guy who grew up roller skating or ice skating or skiing. Period. Like I was a music guy. Um, so it, it, it's 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 a challenge, but I mean, I think like you know, if a forty-year-old dude can do it, like I think you know, any, anybody can do it with just like the right attitude and and quite honestly, team members who believe that you can do it. Let, let's be fair to first sergeant. We did take you know, we go to some phenomenal places. We go to Wyoming, Utah, Alaska, Minnesota, Vermont. However, we did take them to Wyoming, so the base level was forty-seven hundred feet. So when we got to the actual mountain, it was 5,900 feet. Oh, no, it was nine. Nine, I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah, nine. The town is at five, the yeah. mountain is at nine. Nine, so, you know, just walking around the hotel, we, you know, those guys in Wyoming are used to it. We were not used to it. And so there was an added anaerobic event that was happening with our lungs while we were going up these hills. So he did amazing. Yeah. I mean, just to, to go and hit those hills at 9,000, right? And because the first hill is right outside the range so once you start you, you go straight up and all of a sudden your heart isn't in your lower extremity so right. you, did, you did a really great job uh utah will and, be similar to that this well, year by the time you got to vermont it was like oh, oh yeah sea okay. level he was like this is great <laughs> <laughs> and, and vermont kind of owns it they have a, a 1.9 million dollar package right now to compete the world cup comes every two years to um to america or north america and they want they want a bid. The National Guard would like to host a World Cup event at Ethan Allen Training Facility, which is where the uh, winter mountaineering is. Yeah, and you kind of already alluded to my next question, but uh, what what's upcoming for the for the biathlon team, especially here in Washington? And I know we were we were talking World Cup, so I'll kind of hand it back over to you for that. So we, we uh, this weekend is a kind of a soft opening for our team. Uh, we're going to host a uh, an U.S. Olympic uh, officials race. The guard has been invited to go to the World Cup this year, either in Canada or in Utah, when the, the two locations that they're going to be on the World Cup tour. And they're going to send guard athletes. They send guard athletes that are going to be trained, so the Olympic venue uh, officials will be here this weekend. We also have that in participation with our civilian partners, who is uh, the Washington Biathlon Association. Um, and we have some people coming from Idaho and Oregon that will help with the training. Nextly, we'll have a snow camp, which is always fun. Uh, we, we, we build a new team. we got to make sure that we can race together. And then, uh, fingers crossed, if we pass the CR, we'll be going to Alaska for regionals, Western regionals. And then March timeframe, we'll have our Chief of National Guard Borough, which will be the final capstone race. And then in between, dotted, there'll be a, some races in state. Yeah. Did I miss 
Yeah. And maybe some w clinics. Yeah, WBA and uh, Methow Valley uh, Biathlon, they, they do a pretty good job doing, like, I want to say it's like every other week or every third week they do uh, races within the state. So you can always, if you're like, well, I really like this, I want to get more experience, you can always jump over to the civilian races, which are all X-Guard guys uh, that run the, the racing. One thing for retention recruiting, I should mention, they have a Project X. So if you are a guard, if you're a high school athlete or a college athlete, you're thinking about joining the guard, but you would like to be in the biathlon program full time, where you ski and shoot on the A or B C team for the World Cup, you can actually try out. They'll fly you to Lake Placid for a three day course, uh, and uh, the, the end result is you would join the guard, but they would put you on the World Cup development team. So that's Project X that's been going around now for the last year. Yeah. So, so, so for somebody watching this that's in the guard, who's like, "Hey, that sounds like a lot of fun, but I don't have any time." Where do you guys find the time? I mean, you're in the you're the senior enlisted for the CST. You're, you're in the Homeland Response Force. You're a school teacher full time and in the guard. Where do you find the time to do this stuff? I mean, well, I mean, uh, first start actually went from not skiing at all to not only did you cross country ski, you downhilled last year, which yeah, is right. first Thank time. So yeah, right? so it was a yeah. transition, and you got to do it with your family. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the thing is that we want to take our families with us. So, you know, we have our snow cap weekend in December. We're going to play, take our families with us because, you know, a guard weekend away is bad, but a guard weekend doing biathlon away from your family is even worse. So. Well, another thing, too, I think when you find something that, you know, you care or, or love, like you'll find the time. I mean, Chief Androsky loaned me some downhill skis that I could go ski with my uh, – my 15-year-old niece, and I mean, to, you know, to, to have that with family members, like to be able to have that skill that was, you know, kind of given to me, and to be able to share that with family, like I think, you know, I've always said, like I'll find the time when it's something I care about and, and something that's worth my time, and being able to bridge that with with good people and members of the guard, and then also my family is, is definitely been a blessing. So mm -hmm. thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, with having a civilian job, I know that they're both AGRs. It's a little easier. To balance that out, like for me, it's like trying to tell my civilian boss, "Hey, I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna go skiing this this week. Uh, see if I." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, real hardship for you." You're like, "Yeah, but it, look at the overall mission of why we're doing it." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess we got to keep that in mind that you go on other missions that aren't biathlon, mm -hmm. and this is something that has more of a strategic implication to it." Uh, but like Nick said, pulling my family into it, like I, I brought my my son's finally old enough to do it and he had a blast doing it my wife's still not sold on it because she doesn't like winter but um, i'm sure if i said hey let's do this for you know running or biking she'd be all about it um but you're like we're gonna go uh we're gonna go skiing you can go hang out in the lodge yeah, honey, and, yeah, and drink yeah. and chill out in the hot tub she she uh delightfully entertains the fact that i like <laughs> winter and uh, she's just like i'll go along with it and we'll we'll go skiing together as long as we're together i, I do want to bring up the readiness aspect uh, and i did this uh, metric for washington two years ago and, and previously when i was in alaska if you are on the guard team you have a higher uh, weapons qual and you have a higher acft score so uh, i'm not saying it there's a correlation there's but there's some benefits secondly uh readiness is that we don't have this because our SPP members, Thailand and Malaysia, and they don't have a lot of biathlon. But um, the other guard states do bring their SPP partners, Lithuania, Croatia, Poland, uh, Mongolia, to the, uh, the Chief of National Guard Bureau races. And so we race with our international partners, something that activity would never do. Yeah, no, that's that, That's a pretty fascinating... Uh, you could, yeah, if you, if you did, yeah, the summer biathlon. So, so for that guardsman that's sitting there saying, hey, I'm interested, 
What do they got to do? How do they join? How do they get involved with you guys? So, go ahead. <laughs> just show up. Yeah, uh, nine, like Woody Allen said, 90% of life's just showing up. But uh, we, we will have a flyer that's going off. We have, like I said, we have a soft opening. And uh, we're going to have a series of three events, uh, November, two in November, one in December, to invite you to our snow <coughs> camp. Uh, and then see if you want to, you know, basically it's a kind of a tryout. Hey, do you like this? Uh, there's a learning curve. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to fall down a couple of times, but we're going to be there to pick you up and give you some free gear. Um, and so you'll see uh, on Distro A, and you'll see a pamphlet, and hopefully you'll see some posters of our team. Uh, and if you cannot ski, if you cannot shoot, don't worry. That is not a requirement, okay? The, the requirement is that if you just want to ski fast and shoot straight, we'll make that happen. So we have uh, athletes coming out this year who have never been on cross-country skis, and that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah I, and anything else you want to add? Uh, just like uh, overall, like, you know, uh, biathlon's part of the greater uh, National Guard sports program or the DOD sports program. Uh, so they, uh, biathlon is just one aspect. Uh, in addition to that, we have marksmanship program, which it's all the same pot of money that we share. Uh, so you have that within the state also, you have uh, marksmanship, but then you also have the marathon program too. And then the newest addition to the family is the DecaFit. So if you really like doing CrossFit, well, we have a team for you also, and you get to, where's, where's that tryout? I can't remember what program. Uh, Nebraska, I think it is. Uh, that's uh, Arizona. Well, we'll have to yeah. get that in. But we'll have a trifold. Yeah. And then, yeah, the NGB sports program is uh, part of the World Cup program. Then, you know, Rhode Island has got Leap Fast. Uh, they have a couple other programs. Uh, First Sergeant's done Leap Fast. I mean, the Guard provides other opportunities outside of your tactical stuff to build that team. And so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are part of the endurance sports team. We're and uh, we'll we'll be branding those efforts yeah. too. Well, and we have, even if it's like not endurance sports, there's there's a guy on my unit. He's on the all army soccer team. Yeah, and, and it's like, well, there's more stuff out there than what you think. If you're really interested in your sport and you're really good at your sport, or even if you're not, you can get better at it. And if you get good enough, the, the army will fund it uh, because we have our our DoD sports program and our WCAP program. So if you if you're interested in it, this could just be the gateway. Hey, okay, you're the person now. Who do I need to talk to for this or this or this? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so many of these programs exist, but they're you know they're they're just not well known. I mean, you know, Leapfest is a is a parachuting competition that's that's held by the Rhode Island National Guard, and such a cool opportunity. Um, and and I think you know the mark of you know guardsmen, citizen soldiers is you know taking a citizen and putting them in you know this military i mean that that's indicative of of someone who's willing to learn and develop and i mean these programs are no different and being able to provide uh you know programs that are, are you know kind of what we see on the posters when we joined and you know being able to ski and shoot and jump out of planes like that that's that's at the heart of like why a lot of this came in too so mm -hmm. like i'm happy that we're here to be able to talk about these programs and, and just let service members know that they're available to them yeah well i, I appreciate you guys coming on and talking about it I, we've been covering the biathlon for years so yeah, yeah, I one more thing to add that they that the guard program so like if you finish in the top what 15 it's like you're the oh yeah uh top guard athletes uh they'll actually like uh, like if you progress that much they send you to the international military competitions over in europe for it's like 45 or 90 days something like that so like you get that opportunity to then train internationally with other militaries that do biathlon because it has its roots within the military. Like the, the reason for biathlon, the reason to shoot rifles and ski is because it's all predicated on winter warfare. Yeah. So. And we've had several guard athletes make the all guard team. It sounds like the first step is always just showing up. Yep. Like you said, Jack, yep. always just showing up.
So, uh, no, I, I appreciate it. Come on, truly. Like, like I said, we've covered the biathlon team for years. It's always good to, I think, to spread the good word of what you guys are doing. And, uh, uh I'm, I'm glad we can kind of help. If you're interested in learning more about the biathlon team, we can definitely put the information in the notes. We'll make sure your contact information is in there as well, Jack. Uh, if you like the video, give it a like. If you have any questions or want to learn more, comment for us. And make sure to hit the bell notification to uh, keep getting these videos. I appreciate you guys coming out. Hey, thanks for having us. Great to see you. Jack. Thank you. Jack, appreciate it.